Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is Answers Inquiry Process Step 6. Review, Reflect, and Revise. If you've been following the past few episodes of Tech Talk for Teachers, you know we've been moving through the searching for answers inquiry process, and we've come a long way. In fact, in the last step we reviewed, step five, we were pulling together our final conclusions and creating communication to share out our results. In some ways, it may have felt like the end of the project and a time to celebrate. We'll celebrate always. Done? Not yet. <laughs> Before students rush off and share their findings, it's important to have them take a step back and reflect on their work so far. This is a critical time in the process. Before they rush off to share their first draft of a presentation, paper, or video, or whatever they've created, it's important to make sure it's fully ready for prime time. It's a key time for putting the polish on their work and firming up any weak spots. For those that have done a good job reviewing along the way, this can be the time where they turn something good into something really great. In our Searching for Answers inquiry process, we're all the way to letter R in our acronym. And we use this to represent three R's, actually. Review, reflect, and revise. How do I use, How do I use this? Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. At this point, students should review their work. Look it over ideally with fresh eyes after letting it sit for a day or more. Then they should reflect on the work they've done. What was done well, and where might improvements be made? Finally, based on that reflection and review, they should revise and put the polish on their project. And of course, students should ideally be doing this throughout the entire process, not just here at the end. Catlin Tucker, an education leader in the area of blended learning, shares an important reminder about feedback and review. She explains, don't spend 90% of your energy or time giving feedback on the finished product. Put that 90% into giving students feedback as they work. In other words, if the feedback comes at the end of the process, it's too late. Feedback is most useful when it can help shape the final outcome, not after it's already finished. This advice applies equally to students' self-critique and peer evaluation. So even though students should be doing this the entire time, it still is very helpful to require students to pause and conduct a review, reflect, and revise process once more before sharing their final results. We're going to break this step down into two parts, examining the effectiveness of the final product and also the process students have gone through. Let's start with the product, since that's where students will likely be the most eager to review. For this task, it's almost always best to have students begin by reviewing the requirements and expectations for the project. This is often done by reviewing the rubric or checklist that will be used to evaluate the final work. Then, of course, the project should be evaluated against those criteria. It can be really helpful to have students conduct both peer and self-evaluations. When having students evaluate each other's work, it's important to remember that students aren't always good at this. To set them up for success, it's really beneficial to intentionally teach the skills you want them to use during the evaluation process. Personally, I've had really good success using T-charts or Y-charts. 
These are two and three column anchor charts that I create with the students. For T-charts, I might ask them what quality peer review looks like and sounds like. Then I do a second one for what it does not look like and does not sound like. These concrete examples make it very clear to students what they should be doing, and I get input from all the students in the class. For the Y chart, I add a third column for what it feels like and does not feel like. For some students, this is the part that really hits home and guides their behavior. There are many other strategies you can use as well. You can have students share two stars and a wish, or two things that were great and one thing that they wish they would have done differently. You could set up a gallery tour where students go from project to project, leaving feedback along the way. Another strategy is to create two circles where students are actually standing in the room, an inner and an outer ring, then have students match up to somebody on the other ring from them and engage in a give one, get one sharing strategy where they give and get a compliment and a suggestion. If you're interested in learning more about any of these strategies, we'll put some links to these and even other strategies on our website. To find it, simply go to avidopenaccess.org and click on podcasts at the top. Then you should be able to find the write-up for episode 201, which is this one. So now let's go to part two. In addition to reflecting on the product, it's really beneficial to have students reflect on the process as well. This is a step that often gets overlooked and it's one that can really impact future learning. It'll help students think metacognitively about the process and encourage them to improve their work habits and strategies. That can be long-lasting. When having students do this, it's once again helpful to give them some sort of structure. You might provide them with a series of reflection questions, or if you think students need a little bit more guidance than that, you can offer sentence stems for them to complete. For example, you could ask a question, what strategies did you leverage that worked really well for you? Or you could provide a sentence stem that reads, I discovered that blank worked really well for me. Some students like filling in the blank and some like answering a question. You could also provide both formats and then let students choose which works best for them. Other reflection topics that you might want to have students reflect on include things like, what challenge did you experience and how did you overcome it? What can you do differently next time to improve? What have you learned during this project? And what are your future goals for using these skills? John Spencer, co-author of Empower, What Happens When Students Own Their Learning, suggests one more sentence stem that can help students realize that failing is an expected part of the learning and creating process. His sentence stem reads, My epic fail was blank. I learned blank. Tomorrow I will try blank. I really love that idea. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips. Instructional technology. If you're looking for some digital tools and strategies to help capture some of these reflections, you might consider having students generate a reflection journal using either a word processing program or a tool like OneNote or Seesaw. Maybe you want students to keep a blog of their reflections throughout the process. Blogger is a great tool for that, as are many of the popular website builders like Google Sites, Wix, or Weebly. And if you're looking for a quick exit ticket, survey tools like Google Forms and Microsoft Forms work great for that. Whatever approach you decide to take, it's really important and valuable to have students step back, review their work, 
reflect on their product and process, and then make any necessary revisions before going live with their final outcomes. This can really maximize their success. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the study guide template that we've created for this step. You can make a copy, revise it, and then use it with your students. You can find that by searching for the article titled Review, Reflect, and Revise, Step 6 in the Searching for Answers inquiry process. You'll also find links to the Y and T-chart templates on that page. And of course, be sure to join Rena, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference.